It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to Thursday. Welcome in. Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. M&M Carnage hotline is open. It is Thursday, February 23rd, by the way. Only five more days left in this godforsaken month. I hate February. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450. To join in on the conversation, 384-1450. Or you can hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Right now, free sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit, or bacon, egg, and cheese croissant, or steak and egg burrito, along with any fountain drink, tea, fizz, freeze, or 20-ounce bottle of soda when you become a new Thornton's Refreshing Rewards member. Simply download the app, register for Refreshing Wards, earn your free breakfast on Thornton's, and hit me up on the Thornton's text line at 502-414-1450. I'm sorry, Justin, I'm back to boring. That's okay. I'm fine with that. Hey, by the way, do you know what else happened, or what happened on February 23rd? I'll even give you the year, 1985. Bob Knight threw a chair. That's right. Yeah. See, I do my research. Come on. I came across it. I don't do my research. <laughs> He threw the chair. They don't know where the chair is. Did you see that story? No, they found it. Yeah, they they tracked it I down. I thought they f- had it and then lost it. They may have re-lost it. Yeah. yeah, but I know I know like four or five years ago they were able to track it down. That was against Purdue, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. I saw the video this morning. It's uh, it's hilarious. Every time I see it, I laugh. So we don't mention the miracle on ice yesterday, but we do mention Bob Knight throwing a chair today. Yeah. What's more exciting? Wow, that's good. Good question. That's a poll question. Let's let the listeners figure that one out. Uh, system two and zero last night. You're welcome. You're welcome, listeners. Hope you made a lot of money. Boston College beats Virginia outright. Really? Alabama is taken to overtime by South Carolina. Really? Brandon Miller plays. Really? Did he have a gun in his back pocket? Probably not, because he scored forty one, including the game winner in overtime. Uh, I'm not going to get bent out of shape on this Brandon Miller thing. Freshman at Alabama, best player, best freshman in the country, probably the second pick in the draft next year behind Victor Wembayama, who's 7'5 now, by the way, in shoes. They measured him the other day. That's crazy. Saw a video of him today at nine years old. He was still incredible. <laughs> was he playing basketball? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was awesome. Uh, but Brandon Miller plays last night, allegedly – According to police reports, supplied the gun used in a murder by his teammate, um, which we knew about the murder. Darius Miles was accused of murder, I guess, a month ago, month and a half maybe. We knew that. We didn't know any of these other details until the police report came out. Wasn't Miles the one that gave the gun? He uh, didn't actually do the shooting, I don't think. Uh, he and another uh, friend are charged with capital murder. So maybe he didn't shoot. But I don't he think was, he's the one that pulled okay. the trigger. But apparently, the the uh, all the text messages came out in the last couple of days. Somebody texted uh, Brandon Miller, "Bring my come here, bring my gun." So now Brandon Miller put the gun in the back seat, showed up, didn't touch the gun again. Was a I guess a bystander. Apparently, didn't know that there was a, a confrontation that was going to happen or had happened. And but you know what, Justin? When somebody says "Bring me my gun," I'm a little skeptical. I'm gonna say, "Yeah, maybe that's not a good idea." Or 
yeah, get somebody else to bring you your gun. Or, you know, why do you need your gun? Just tell me that. Did you see his attorney statement yesterday? Um, probably. It muddied everything up for me. I, well, I don't know what to think. There are no one. charges. Right. Right? He it literally was an hour after he, or 30 minutes to an hour after he got to this location that the other, his friends showed up, actually got the gun out of the car. So, you know, maybe he is innocent. But his, this just doesn't look good. You, his, you don't play him, period. His, his attorney said yesterday that, I guess old buddy left the gun in the back of the car and that he never saw it. That's what the attorney said. But the text message to Brandon Miller is, now it doesn't mean he brought the gun, is come here and bring me my gun. Doesn't mean he did it. Doesn't mean he brought the gun. But he's there. The gun is there. The shooting happens. And now there's a nine-year-old without a a mom. Um. I think the right thing to do was suspend them until at, at least a couple of games. You know, and, and Nate Oates said in his original statement, which was horrible, wrong place, wrong time is where Brandon Miller was. Well, if he was in the wrong place in the wrong time, then he's probably doing the wrong thing. Let's suspend him for a couple of games. Well, here's the thing about that. They can't suspend him now. No, I mean, now they, they can't. Well, because they've, they've already said, they already came out and said that they've known about this. So if you've known yeah, about it, yeah. maybe if you suspend him two, three, four games at the beginning of the season, all this is done and gone yeah, by now. That's a good point. Um, Nate Oates not coming across good in this whole situation. Mm-mm. He's just not. And look, maybe the kid didn't do anything wrong. Maybe he was an innocent bystander that didn't know what was going on. I, after what happened at Michigan State last week, and all we heard for the last week when Michigan State canceled the game, they had the Spartan Strong, Tom Izzo spoke to the student body, all of that. Things are more important than basketball. Well, I guess Nate Oates didn't get that memo. Things are more important than basketball. Brandon Miller not playing last night, even if they lose that game to South Carolina, which would have been an awful loss that they almost lost anyway, even if they lose it, things are more important than basketball. And Nate Oates did not get the memo like uh, Tom Izzo did. So, anyway, Alabama does win. South Carolina covers that 17-and-a-half easily. Had every chance to win that game. And, in fact, did you watch the three-pointer at the buzzer, the three-quarter court shot? No, I missed it. Was it close? Yeah. Backboard rim. Backboard rim. And uh, and the same guy, Michi, made a half-court shot at halftime. Um, was feeling that, that was good. So he was feeling good from uh, 60 feet. <laughs> Call him Steph Curry. He was one for two from 50 feet out. <laughs> and almost two for two. And it would have been a horrible loss for Alabama. And Alabama, you know, no big deal, safely. And we will look at bracketology a little bit later in the show. The latest update I have is from before last night's game. So that's what we're going to be talking about. But uh, Kentucky, congratulations. Another road win. You played Florida at the right time. Castleton out for the season. They had no inside presence. Kentucky out-rebounded Florida last night 40-21. to 40-21. to 21. That's hard to do. But they did. Uh, 82-74 was the final. It was a weird game. Kentucky started off great. Had a 25-12 lead or something like that. Florida storms back. It's a three at the buzzer at the end of the half to take a one-point lead. Kentucky gets back out on top. Florida comes back. Kentucky has an 11-point lead late in this game. 
And Florida scores nine straight points. And if Chris Livingston, big play Chris Livingston, I'm going to start calling him, doesn't get an offensive rebound put back and one to get the Cats back up by five, they could have been in big trouble in the last minute of that game. But he did. He had 10 points, 15 rebounds, incredible performance from a guy that has just come into his own. Oscar Shibway only had four rebounds last night, the least in his Kentucky career. Is it really? Yes. That's 20, wild. 25 points, 12 of 13 from the field. You heard me right. Oscar Shibway had the most field goal attempts with only one miss in a single game in Kentucky basketball history. What? Yeah. So he set record on the good end and the bad end. Yes. 12 of 13, a lot of them were those free throw line jumpers. He had a couple of running one-hand hook shot, push hook shot, weird things off the glass. A couple of dunks here and there. 12 of 13 from the field. Jacob Toppin, 19 points, 11 rebounds. He was really good most of the game. Hit a big three in the last uh, four minutes there for the Cats. And they're putting it together. Here's something. The starters played the entire second half. No subs. You just don't see that. No. And they were gassed, which allowed Florida that 9-0 run late in the game. Now, they found it, I guess, a couple timeouts there, and you just get your your win back. But you had guys playing 39, 38 minutes last night. And look, it's a great win. You're not going to win a lot of games with your starters playing nearly 40 minutes each. But they did it last night. Um, I got to find the numbers here quickly. Uh, All right, minutes last night. Livingston and Reeves, Antonio Reeves, 39 minutes. Kaysom Wallace and Oscar Sheebway, 38 minutes. And Jacob Toppin, 35 minutes. Wow. Cats got 11 minutes off of the bench last night. Um, Two for Collins, four for Ware. Five for Thierro. That's it. Severe Wheeler, I don't know when he's coming back. C.J. Frederick, I don't know when he's coming back. They need those guys to come back just to have bodies, Mm -hmm. just to spell some of these starters. Wheeler, before he got hurt, had apparently accepted his role off the bench and had played very well, actually, and was really missed in that last loss down at Georgia, his former team. Uh, the incident with the fan last night. Did you see that one? I did, Scoots? yeah. Scoots? Mm-hmm. All right. I texted Tony Burke, and he agreed with me immediately after it happened. Now, I did go back and watch it a couple of times later in the evening. I, I don't think the fan did it on purpose. Now, he, he they got a lot of grief from the TV announcers. Uh, I, I don't know what did TJ and those guys say to that. They were just like, there's no place for it, Okay, basically. First of all. I remember a day, and we get up on this on this stool, on this pedestal because grumpy old man's getting ready to come out. I remember a day when those seats weren't available to to the general public. You couldn't sit down there. I go to U of L games now, UK games. Those are premium seats, dude. And there's people paying lots of money for those seats. Now those guys down there, they look like frat boys, and it, I'm guessing they were given the tickets by somebody that owns those seats forever. So wrong, 
the wrong people to be sitting in those seats. Let's put it that way. Those are blue hair seats, right? Those are those are corporate people who are spending a lot of money and you know they're they're dropped off at the door in their limo and they come in and with their uh, bottle of wine and they sit there and enjoy the game. So I watched it a couple times this morning and okay. I was like, yeah, it's a dirty play. Nah. But I just pulled it back up. And Why? I don't think the guy even knows Wallace is getting ready to run. Exactly. Yeah, run he's out of it. he's pointing like towards the end of the floor I and that's think, where the contact comes from. I think from. he was pointing to the to the sidelines trying to yell to the referee, "Hey, he was out of bounds." Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I what think it is, he was yeah. doing. And all of a sudden, Wallace takes off running and go runs directly into a clothesline. And the guy kind of pulls away like, oh, my God, what just happened? Now, Jimmy Dykes going nuts on TV last night, and Tom Hart, for that matter, saying, oh, they can't have this. Tom now, Leach was the same on the radio. And I rewound it, and I thought, man, this dude just, he did not know that Wallace was taking off running there and going to run right through his arm. He's pointing at the at the sideline. I mean, he could have had a few beverages, not, sure not, aware, not aware of his surroundings. I'm sure he did. I go to the U of L games. Everybody down there has their beverages. Okay, yeah, everybody. Most people in those seats, they're uh, they got their beverages. And in Louisville, they go to the bourbon bar there at halftime too, underneath, which is you know a little more beverage. Yeah, there's nothing egregious there. There's nothing there, nothing intentional. Now he did get kicked out. His buddies all went with him. Uh, that's that's unity because I would have said, dude, I'm sorry. We're within yeah. three. I'm watching the rest of the game. <laughs> I'll, I'll meet you guys back at the dorm. Um, but look, take it easy. If, if a fan does something on purpose, I got no problem with ban- Tom, uh, Tom Hart and Jimmy Dykes, they should be banned from ever coming to another SEC game. <laughs> take it easy. <laughs> he didn't do it on purpose. Kentucky, you can look through those blue glasses and see that he did it on purpose. But when you take the blue glasses off, there was no intent there. Yeah. And you know, Wallace, to his credit, Goes flying into the into the crowd, comes up, takes off running. When he does get the clothesline, he escapes it very quickly and doesn't even look back at the guy. Right, just goes runs back down the court. So I think Casey Wallace knew even I got in. He wasn't trying to put me in a Hulk Hogan chokehold here. <laughs> Crazy, wild, wild stuff last night. Uh, Kentucky has moved from 35th overnight to 29th now in the net ranking. Now, before last night, they're an eight seed in Joe Lenardi's Bracketology, which I'll get to in detail in a little bit. I wonder if next, bra- next Bracketology, they're up to a seven. Now, it's a bad Florida team that's 14 and 14, but it is a road win that is a quad one win as of this moment. And what people don't understand, well, how can Florida be a quad one win? And I think, you know what? I think that's a legitimate question. I do. Florida's 14 and 14. Net ranking doesn't take into account who's hurt when you play them. It is a simple formula. If you win a road game against a net ranked team that is 75th or better, that's a quad one win. 75 is a lot of teams, man. It is, yeah. Uh, A lot of teams. So I don't know where Florida was in the net rankings. I can look it up at the break, but they were in the top 75. Uh, and still are, for that matter. The one that's scaring Kentucky right now is Georgia. 
Because that loss to Georgia, even though it was on the road, Georgia's getting ready to drop so low uh, that they're going to be under 135 here soon. And that turns it from a quad two loss into a quad three loss. And as we know, Kentucky already has a quad four loss on their resume with South Carolina. So we'll get to that. We'll talk about all that. Recap the UK game a little bit more. Bellerman with a big win yesterday on ESPNU. That was fun to watch as well. NBA starts back up tonight. We'll talk about that as well. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in the studio. Please call the show. It's free. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open. 502 384 you pay like for to, your minutes. If you'd like to add into the conversation, well, you got a bad phone plan if you're paying for those minutes. <laughs> Stuck in the 90s. 384-1450 is that number. Or you can hit me up. On the Thornton's text line, which is available, by the way, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I'm not going to look at it that often, but it's available. 502-414-1450. That's the Thornton's text line. I looked it up. Florida's dropped three spots after the loss last night. They are now 55 in the net ranking. So uh, that's not bad. Texter says, how can you not be in trouble if you supplied the murder weapon? That's a good question. Keep in mind, this is the Tuscaloosa Police Department. I'm not saying there's preferential treatment, but this isn't Birmingham and it's not Mobile. This is Tuscaloosa, the site of Nick Saban's University of Alabama. And I think maybe you're not in trouble, but ignorance of what you did should not be an excuse to get away with it. And even if he didn't know what he did, what he was doing, you got to sit him down for a couple of games, in my opinion. I'm reserving my opinion until we get all the facts come out. And and that's the very mature way of me to look at it. Yeah, I'm not I'm, mature I'm, at all. Well, I normally don't look at things that way. I'll, I'll have an opinion one side or the other. But in this case, I think we got let enough, it play though. out. I think we got enough. I think we got enough. We and will. I, and I also think he knows what he did was wrong. He can't be that dumb. Um, or he knows what he did was dumb. Maybe not wrong. Because he didn't know what, that it was going to be used for that. But it, he knows now it was dumb to not ask questions. Mm-hmm. Um, texture says, as uh, and the texture sent me the the picture, the still picture of the incident um, with Casey Wallace and the fan last night. Texture says, yeah, no intent there, just a normal play. Are y'all being serious? Well, the picture itself shows the guy not looking at Casey Wallace. He is pointing and looking directly away from Casey. He doesn't even know where Casey Wallace is at that point. The picture, yeah, shows him pointing and looking the other way. Absolutely. <laughs> Come on, Are Texture. you being serious? Texture, get your get your uh, <laughs> jewel glass out and look at that a little bit closer. Texture says, Jimmy Dykes, uh, well, first he says, there's no way Florida should be a top 75 team. They're terrible. They've got a losing record in a weak conference. Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't go weak conference unless I'm going ACC or maybe the Mountain West. Uh, SEC, not a weak conference. That's a little strong. Um, they are a f- number 55 in the net ranking, so somebody 
using statistics, believes they're uh, it it you know it's a quad one win for Kentucky. Vegas should make the rankings and the seedings. The rest of them are completely flawed. Oh, well, I'm I'm not disagreeing with that. Vegas knows what they're doing. Same texture. Jimmy Dykes is the worst announcer on TV. He is so biased and not very intelligent. That's a little strong. I hate the Jimmy Dykes hate. It's only because they, they have fatigue on Jimmy Dykes. There is. It's Dick Vitale fatigue. Yeah. I mean, every time I used to watch Carolina and Duke, oh, no. Dickie V. Again. Same thing with it, now Jay Billis. In 1992, I love Dickie V. Uh, this guy's great. But it's like Tony Romo. You just run out of love for him. You go, okay, I need something different. And Jimmy, every time Jimmy pulls the plane out, you know, let's mm-hmm. see who's on the, the Jimmy plane. Oh, yeah. Jimmy's jet. Jimmy's jet. Oh, my God. <sighs> so silly. <laughs> texture says, same texture here. He's, he's not going to let this go on me. Four arms around Wallace. Those aren't the guys that got kicked out. They're catching Wallace. Do you not know he went flying into those guys? If you're not going to protect yourself, then... You know, you shouldn't sit there anyway because that's where media used to say, oh, I'm getting up on the pedestal. That's where media is supposed to be sitting. Forearms around Wallace. Who cares where they're looking? They're not trying to make love with Wallace. They were very clearly trying to keep him out of the play. (laughs) (sighs) Man, you can manipulate and see whatever you want to see in a picture, right? If you want to see something, you can find a way to see it. He dove into the crowd, dove into those seats. He had to be caught or fall over the top of those guys. I give the some of the frat boys credit for not getting out of the way and letting him topple in o- over that chair and really maybe hurt himself. But the guy that got kicked out that's pointing and looking the other way, no intent at all, and you're not going to change my mind. He, he's got me down now. I've got to watch it a couple more times. <sighs> Oh, yeah, I mean, the guys gosh. that have their arms around him that didn't choke him were trying to keep him upright. He was I, he was losing his balance, Scoot, falling down. You're singing to the choir, brother. My goodness. I'm going to send him the video. All right, uh, Antonio Reeves didn't mention him. He did have 16 points last night and some critical buckets every time Florida either got close or got a one-point lead. It seemed right there in the middle of that second half, Antonio Reeves just said, okay, I'm going to hit. In fact, right after the Wallace play, Reeves had a, a two and a three, and it was kind of like he, he took it upon himself to uh, hit the three and then get into the lane for that floater that I love. He is one of those guys. He's turning into Tony Delk for me. I don't know if you remember Tony Delk. High praise. Well, every time in, in this, he's not Tony Delk, but in this way, every time he goes up for a shot, I think it's got a shot to go in. I feel like it's going to be more than a 50% chance He's going to make it. Even if it's a three, even if it's an off-balance runner, I think Antonio Reeves is just flat out a scorer. And that is what this team needs. They need some scorers. Um, Wallace finished with eight points, six assists. Um, The three-point play I mentioned with the Livingston with 49 seconds to go after that 9-0 Florida run. And now Kentucky is alone in third place. In the SEC at 10 and 5. This team's gotten a lot of grief from media, from fans, myself included. They're third place in the SEC. They're ahead of Tennessee. They're ahead of Auburn. They're ahead of a lot of teams that 
uh, you thought were going to be pretty good. They're behind Alabama and Texas A&M. Texas A&M, nobody saw that coming. Everybody thought Alabama was going to be really good. They're right where they're supposed to be. And they're going to be, if if the season ended today, uh, and I know it doesn't, they're the three seed, which means they're in the same bracket with Texas A&M. And they're opposite the bracket of Alabama and Tennessee. If you ask a Kentucky fan, you fa- take that. If you ask a Kentucky fan, though, that's not where they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be in uh, first time. place Absolutely. all the time, no Absolutely. matter what. All right. That's not how it works anymore with the NIL and the transfer portal. It's just not how it works anymore. I mean, isn't Duke and Carolina, aren't they supposed to be winning the ACC? Yep. Same thing. Okay. I mean, I thought they were. Kansas, I don't even know where Kansas is, but uh, I know a, at least a week ago, Texas was in first place in the Big 12. Big East, is Marquette supposed to be winning the Big East? Georgetown? That I don't know. <laughs> Georgetown, no. Oh, the Hoyas. Ricky Patino. By the way, Ricky sent a nice tweet out today about um, Tubby Smith and the players tried to get him to come back to Rupp Arena this past Saturday. Oh, did they? And he sent a nice little tweet out, said, I had eight glorious, great years basically at Kentucky. And I, I don't need to do that. Uh, 100% love the fact that uh, they asked me and and love the fact that they had the reunion, but I don't need that. I had eight great years in, in, in Lexington, Kentucky. Did he come out with anything like that for Louisville as to why he wasn't at that event? Uh, I'm not sure he was asked to go to that event by anyone. Now, I'm sure the, now he did zoom in pregame when the players were meeting in a lounge, and, and uh, he did zoom in and talk to all of his former players, which I thought was really cool. Uh, I only did play Friday and Sunday. I knew they played Friday. I didn't know they played Sunday also. So you got, you know, that's a small window to leave New Rochelle, get to Lexington and or Louisville, and then get back. I know he could have, I'm sure a private jet would have gone up and gotten him uh, from either city. Probably has his own, doesn't he? He probably has access to one anyway. Uh, But, uh, you know, great great tweet from the next uh, Texas head coach. (laughs) I'm not, I'm dying on that hill. He's not going to Texas. I am dying on that hill. I know he's not, but I could see Georgetown before Texas. Kind of got that big, absolutely. St. John's beat Georgetown last night. I can see him going to either one of those schools. Yeah. Although St. John's campus is, I mean, it's hard to attract players. It's, it's, there's, there's really no campus. It's just an inner city school. Hmm. I don't know how they, how Chris Mullen and those guys, Luke Carnesecca got them there back in the, back in the day. All right. I'll get off the, uh, Old man thing. Up next for Kentucky, <laughs> Auburn, Saturday, 4 o'clock CBS. Auburn with a uh, win last night over Ole Miss. As you look at the standings in the Southeastern Conference, Auburn is now 19-9 and overall, 9-6. and So this is kind of a big game because if Auburn wins this game, then they're tied with Kentucky and uh, – You know, they've got the tiebreaker because they would have beaten the Cats. Auburn with a 78-74 home win over Ole Miss last night. That was uh, preceded by a loss at Vanderbilt, 67-65. So Auburn has kind of struggled this year. No two ways about it. When you look at the standings in the SEC, Alabama's 14-1, Texas A&M's 13-2. It could come down to the final game of the regular season, Alabama at Texas A&M. And I think if you're a Kentucky fan and you finish third, you want Alabama to beat Texas A&M. You don't want to be in the same bracket as Alabama. Uh, 
Tennessee, Auburn, both nine and six. Then you got Missouri, Arkansas, Vanderbilt, all eight and seven. So this Auburn game is big in the standpoint of you don't want to lose a home game, which Kentucky has not played well at home all season long for the most part. And you don't want to lose to Auburn because all of a sudden they overtake you for third place. And now you're in fourth place and you are in the Alabama-Tennessee mix of the SEC tournament. And you don't want that. If you're Kentucky, you want Alabama on the other side, you want Tennessee on the other side. You'd like to have Arkansas on the other side, I would think. Other than that, you're fine with whoever's on your side. Is Kentucky scared of Texas A&M? Are they scared of Missouri, who they lost to by a bunch in Missouri? No. Are they scared of Vanderbilt? No. Florida? No. Not the Florida without Colin Castle. Uh, Mississippi State, Georgia, South Carolina, LSU, Ole Miss? No. They are scared of Tennessee, who they beaten twice, and Alabama, who treated them like a stepchild down in Tuscaloosa. So I think Kentucky fans should be pretty happy right now. They've won three in a row. They got a quad one win thrown in there because Mississippi State moved up in the in the uh, rankings. Got to be pretty happy. Three games left: Auburn at home, Vanderbilt at home. That's one you can't lose. Period. And at Arkansas, finish two and one there. You go ahead and lose the game in uh, Fayetteville on on the last regular se- day of the regular season. Uh, uh, I guess it's senior day in Arkansas, though. I don't know if they have any seniors. I'm okay with that if I'm Kentucky why, fan. Why is everybody predicting a loss to Arkansas? I don't understand. Arkansas uh, has been so up and down this atmosphere, year. Atmosphere. It'll be a, a raucous crowd. It'll be one of those games. You're going into a Hornets. It's, it's like, not exactly like, but it's. I, I would equate it to Indiana going into Michigan State the other night. I mean, it's just, Indiana's a better team. I mean, they've proven that throughout the year that they're a better team than Michigan State, but it didn't matter on that night. And Kentucky, probably better than Arkansas, definitely got as much, if not more, talent. Arkansas has been without Nick Smith. Is he going to play? I think he might be playing already. Yeah, I think he's back. So, I mean, they are healthy, and they're at home, and it's the final game of the regular season. It's a big stack of things going against you if you're Kentucky in that game. Makes sense, I um, guess. Kind of like Indiana Purdue Saturday. Whole lot. What's the spread going to be in that game, Scoots? Uh, seven and a half. You think it'd be that big? Yeah. Rivalry game? Mm hmm. Usually wrong on these. I'm, like, I'm usually pretty, eh, pretty usually, spot on. Usually wrong. Okay. Yeah. So I That's because you look at it. You don't look at it when it comes out. You look at it well, later when it's already changed. I'm not looking at it through cream and crimson glasses. I just said Purdue's going to be a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. I know. That's what you want it to be. Do you think it should be more or less? No, it'll be less. Yeah, it'll be five. I'm not. I didn't say that because that's what I want it to be. That's what I think it's going to be. Well, who are you betting if it's seven-and-a-half? I'm not betting. Who are you betting if it's five? Not. Who are you betting if it's 12? I'll take the Hoosiers. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I'd get you at some point. <laughs> Um, all right, Carolina won last night, 63-59 over Notre Dame. I, it was 4 to nothing, uh, seven minutes in. I had to turn that game off, John. That Yikes. was just bad basketball. And I, I was I ridiculously said on this program yesterday, just like the Rick Pitino to Texas thing, I ridiculously said Carolina's going to win the ACC tournament. 
Remember that? <laughs> I do remember. Then that. I watched this game last night. I went, oof, yikes. They were awful. And they've got talent. Baycott and Caleb Love and Pete Nance. They've got talent. Notre Dame, I don't say they should have won the game, but they could have won the game last night. Notre Dame's terrible. They're 10 and 18. That's uh that's now two Wednesdays in a row that you've made a bad prediction. What was last week? You and Tony got to stop drinking before the show. What was last week? You remember? Um, I'll think on it during the break. <laughs> you, you do that because yeah. uh, it was something ludicrous. I was like, only what, one a week. I feel pretty good about that. <laughs> so Carolina gonna win the ACC tournament. I'm sticking with that. But man, that was bad basketball last night. Um, Bellarmine 63, Jacksonville 61, a rematch of last year's Atlantic Sun championship game at Freedom Hall. Uh, this game was in a, looked like a high school gym, uh, in Jacksonville. It is the smallest gym it's in tiny, the league. Yeah. Artis Gilmore played in that gym. That blows he my did. mind. But I mean, you know, bleachers, it he, didn't look like there were any assigned seating. Artis broadcast for him now. He does. Yeah. First come first serve. Uh, the Knights were down 11 in the second half. Scotty Davenport's team came back, got the win. They are now 14 and 16, nine and eight in the Atlantic Sun. They pretty much they they're in the uh, 10 team Atlantic Sun tournament now, and they knocked Jacksonville maybe out of it. The uh, Dolphins are six and 11 in league now. Garrett Tipton 20.7 rebounds for the Knights. Peter Suter and J- Justin Betts, the Providence. Um, alum, nine points apiece. Justin Betts, a sixth-year grad student there. Uh, I, You know what? I'd try to get another year if I was him. Why not? If we have one thing that disrupts sports this year, I hope more than anything, Bellarmine somehow wins the A-Sun tournament. That would be great. That would be phenomenal. Okay, here's the question. Do you want them to win it now or win it their first year they're eligible to go to the NCAA? Oh, I want to. I want their choice. I want them to win it now so we keep getting the outcry about how ridiculous it is they have to sit out. It is years. a ridiculous rule. I think we all agree on that. But uh, look, I saw them against Kennesaw State. No way they should have won that game yesterday. Jacksonville kind of gave it to them. Jacksonville. I don't want to say they got outsmarted, but they just got the basketball IQ yesterday in Jacksonville was all wearing maroon. I mean, I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it. The offense is crisp. They don't turn the ball over very often. They run their stuff, and you got to defend 30 seconds of the shot clock, and it's it's hard for teams to do that. And then Jacksonville took some really questionable shots in the last five minutes of the game, and it's a revenge game for Jacksonville. Yesterday, I mean, it's a revenge game. They knocked you were going to the NCAA tournament. All you had to do was beat a team that had no chance to go to the tournament last year, and they couldn't do it. And that sent Jacksonville State, who was a regular season champion, to the uh, NCAA tournament. Crazy stuff. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. Um, NBA starts back up tonight. We'll talk a little bit about that and bracketology. Uh, let's get to it. See what Joe Lenardi's got going on. He's still in the bunker, I guess. We'll see uh, where all of our teams should land, uh, at least with two weeks left in the season. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Guy. Welcome back. Beers on Sports presented by Eminem Carter. 
Scott Spears in studio. Final segment of the day. Don't forget high school basketball tonight. Kentucky district action tonight. St. X and Mail. Tony Burke and I will be on the call. St. X and Mail from Mail High School. 7 o'clock tip-off. 6.45 pregame right here on the Big X. Tigers beat the Bulldogs at St. X in the regular season. Was it close? It was close. Mail hasn't lost since. I think they've won eight or nine in a row playing great basketball. St. X and Mail tonight. 7 o'clock right here on the Big X. All right, let's get to these texts. 414-1450, by the way, is the Thornton's text line if you'd like to get a last-second text into the show. T.J. Walker with the text. Thank you for the info, T.J. First time Jacksonville lost all season when leading under five minutes to play. Probably keeps Jacksonville out of the ace on turning, near perfect execution from the Knights to close out that game. Yeah, Bellerman was great at the end, and they were getting layups. They were getting backdoor, backcut layups, and uh, it, it just kind of felt like the whole game Jacksonville was going to win in the last four minutes. I kept going, eh, they're getting closer. Eh, they're getting closer. And uh, the Knights pull off the win. They were five-point underdogs, by the way. Steve. They were. I said yesterday they were going to lose. So I'm wrong again. Shocker. <laughs> Texter says, do college basketball officials not have enough to do that they have to go to the monitor to review action in the sideline seats? Just play on. And then my favorite texter, back at me again, says they all got kicked out and he didn't go flying. Well, that would be my definition of going flying in the stands. I know he didn't get uh, you know 20 feet off the ground, but he went after the loose ball, saved an inbounds. I sh- maybe I should have said he dove into those seats. He didn't fly. I'll give you that. He didn't have wings. <laughs> they did not all get kicked out, as Scooter pointed out earlier. One guy got kicked out, and his frat bros just decided to leave with him. Uh, the three guys that the texture says were allegedly holding him back, holding on to him, they didn't get kicked out. Uh, the guy is standing up over him. Did you watch the play? Yes, I did. Several times. <laughs> and that's going to be the end of that text stream. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. I, I don't get a lot of textures. I love my texture. If you want to text, text and if it, if it's i've said this a hundred times if it's there's no uh profanity then i will read your text on the air i'm fine with it but you're not going to change my mind on this one i've watched it enough i'm not going to watch it again i've seen enough to know i don't think the frat boy that got kicked out was doing it intentionally that's it that's all i'm saying <sighs> my chest pains are back what is that about i don't know if that's good or not Uh, All right, top 25 last night. Number one, Houston, no problem at home against Tulane, 89-59. We talked about Alabama, the system win for South Carolina. They cover 78-76 in overtime. South Carolina's 10-18. They beat Kentucky at home, and they almost beat Alabama last night. What happened in those other uh, 17 games is what I'd like to know. Boston College upsets Virginia, another system win. Uh, The... uh, Eagles were, I think, eight-point dogs last night, and they w- beat Virginia outright 63-48. to 48. It was nine and a half when we were doing your show was yesterday. It? Yeah. Well, I said I said on the show uh, with Tony on Wednesday, I, I just didn't believe in Virginia because they can't score. Well, you score 48 against Boston College, you can't score. <laughs> and they don't care. That's what Tony Bennett – look, they won a title doing it. Tony Bennett doesn't care. He wants to play defense, pack line defense, and just score enough to win. 
And if it's 48 and the other team scores 47, guess what? You won. But uh, Boston College with a 15-point win over the sixth-ranked team in the country last night. System 2-0 last night. Matchup of top 25 teams, 18th-ranked Connecticut with an impressive win over 20th-ranked Providence, 87-69. Wow. UConn was great early in the year. They had a stretch where they struggled, and now they're back to being really good again. So I'm just – I'm not saying – I'm just saying – Watch out in the postseason for the Huskies. Uh, tonight, one system bet and one Tony system bet. My system bet is Utah at home getting seven from fourth-ranked UCLA. I've said it a hundred times. I don't believe in UCLA. I don't think they're that good. Uh, I didn't like either system bet last night, went 2-0. and oh. I like this one tonight, so UCLA will probably cover. Right? Yeah, oh yeah, that's how it goes. By the way, take a nap. That's eleven o'clock on FS1 tonight. Won't be watching that. <laughs> Tony system bet is a little earlier, nine o'clock. Not a lot earlier, nine o'clock. Northwestern's back in the poll, and they're ranked twenty-first. They've won four in a row over ranked opponents at Illinois, unranked, eighteen and nine. Big Ten Network, Illinois, five and a half point favorite. Scooter, that does not cover. So you like the Wildcats? Northwestern covers five and a half. Yeah, absolutely. They haven't played a bad game in a while. Everybody plays a bad game. That's true. Here and there, everybody has throws a clunker in. Illinois. Well, I don't know. They. I'm they, just saying. Are these? Are they rivals at all? Same state, Evanston and Champaign. I was gonna say Illinois is not that imposing of a place to play, but maybe when Northwestern Orange Crush, play. baby. Um. So that's a Tony system because Illinois favored against a ranked opponent. The other two top 25 games, 11 o'clock, San Diego under 500 at Gonzaga. The 12th-ranked Bulldogs are 23-point favorites tonight over San Diego. Another tough one for Gonzaga. ESPN2, conference games, you got to play them. And another conference game, same conference, West Coast Conference, 10 o'clock, no t- local TV, Pacific, the University of Pacific, 13 and 16 at 15th-ranked St. Mary's. The Gales are 19-point favorites in that one. So our spreads tonight are 7, 19, 23, and 5.5. And in ranked games. In ranked games. I don't deal with unranked games unless <laughs> Louisville or Kentucky are playing. Or Bellarmine. All right, uh, bracketology. Now, this was before yesterday. I don't know if there's a new one out today. There was not a new one out today when I left the house. So... If they put one out in the last hour and 45 minutes, uh, as I try to look here, there's not a whole lot I can do about it. And I don't think they have here. No, they have not. Number one overall seed, Alabama. Now, this again, this was before last night when they almost dropped a game at South Carolina. First team out, North Carolina. With that unimpressive game against Notre Dame, I should don't think they're the first team out. I think they're borderline way out. Right they were now. saying they on the, they're only nine in quad one games. They were saying on the broadcast last night that they're in, and I was like, "Are you crazy?" Well, Lenardi no said they were out. Lenardi's right. Yeah, Lenardi said they're first team out. But uh, all right, let's see. The uh, last team in is Wisconsin. By the way, Wisconsin got a win last night. Big win. Big win last night uh, against uh, Iowa. So that's a nice win for Wisconsin. Maybe it gives them a little bit of breathing room. All right, last four in. If Carolina's the first team out, these are the teams they're trying to knock out last four in. Nevada, 
Mississippi State, Southern Cal, who would be only the third Pac-12 team in, and Wisconsin, last four in. That's a good win, as I said, as we said, for Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Last four buys, which means they're in fairly safely, but they won't have to play Tuesday on in Dayton. Memphis, Boise State, Oklahoma State, and West Virginia. Two teams out of the Big 12 there. Uh, Texas Tech is one of the next four out. So Big 12 almost has everybody in. They almost have everybody in. The first four out of the tournament as we speak. North Carolina, ranked number one in the preseason. College of Charleston, who was ranked earlier in the year. New Mexico and little Ricky Patino. And Utah State out of that really tough Mountain West Conference. Those are the first four out. Number one seeds, Alabama in the south. That's the Louisville region. Keep that in mind. That's interesting. Because I think Purdue would love to be in the Louisville Regional, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, right now, they're in the east. That's the New York Regional. But if Alabama is a higher seed, they get to choose which one they want to go to, and they would take Louisville. Big Ten has a bigger TV market out in New York. Uh, Houston, uh, Midwest, that is uh, uh, Kansas City. So Kansas City and then play the Final Four in Houston. That's a nice little... Home, 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 and home there for Houston, and Kansas would be the number one seed in the West. Uh, pretty far away, but they're the they're four in the rankings, so they don't have a choice. So the number two, number one seed, so Purdue, for instance, they would get to pick their location. Yes. Why would they take New York over Kansas City? Uh, maybe, well, maybe Houston. I'm sorry, Houston gets first pick before Purdue. Houston's number two. Mm, So it's number one, Alabama, number two, Houston, number three, Purdue, number four, Kansas. Number one, uh, Indiana, by the way, number four in the south in Louisville. Come on. Now, if you're a four seed, you got to win. You got to beat a five seed, right? Then you got to beat, well, you got to beat a 13 seed. Then Mm -hmm. you got to beat a five seed. So it's not easy. The number five seed, by the way, would be Creighton, according to Joe Lenardi. You okay with that if you're Indiana? We'd be playing the 12 seed then. Yes. Well, uh, 13. No, we play the 13 the first game. Then when Creighton gets upset, we play the 12. Oh, wow. I like it. Now, that was good. <laughs> that was well done. Uh, you would be in the same regional as Alabama, UCLA, and Virginia. They would be 1, 2, and 3. Oh, I'm good with that. And Indiana would be 4. I'm good with Virginia, and I'm good with UCLA. You know how I feel about both of those. Teams. Yeah. Uh, Bama, eh, not so sure. But if you play Bama, it's the, you're, in the fi- you're in the Elite Eight. Uh, UK would be number eight in the East right now. That's the New York Regional. Number one in the East, Purdue. That would be Kentucky's second-round game. Yikes. If they can beat the nine, who was Pittsburgh in this uh, bracketology they, right now. They beat Pittsburgh. They lost South Carolina and Georgia. That's true. You don't say they beat anybody. You say <laughs> they po- should beat. Good point, John. So um, that's where we stand right now. NBA tonight. No Louisville. TNT. Uh, no Louisville. Oh. We're going to skip Louisville. TNT tonight, 7.30, Memphis at Philadelphia. 10 o'clock, Golden State and the new look, Los Angeles Lakers. Get it on uh, on TNT tonight. I'm glad the NBA's back. Maybe I'll go make some bets, Scooter. What do you think? Mm, I doubt it. Yeah, probably not. Thanks for listening. Ed Peak may be in studio tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Everywhere you are.